Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. Did the Dolphins land their biggest fish in a decade? The Dolphins not a fish, though. What's the thing that could trip up Gonzaga? Plus, what does Kyrie's return to the home court mean to the Brooklyn Nets? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. The Kansas City Chiefs traded six-time Pro Bowl wide receiver Tyree Kill to the Miami Dolphins for five draft picks, a 2022 first-round pick, a second-round pick in 2022, and a fourth-round pick in this draft, plus fourth and sixth round picks in the 2023 draft. Here's Locked On Insider. Here's our Locked On Insider report on the excitement for Dolphins fans today. Welcome into another Locked On NFL Insider Report. I'm your host, Kainani Stevens, joined by Kyle Krabs from Locked On Dolphins today. And some big news to talk about today. Sometimes it's not always great news if we're doing Miami, but you got a new coach. Got a great new star now. Um, what was your immediate reaction when you heard Tyreek Hill was coming to town? Uh, jumped up out of this chair, ran around the room <laughs> a couple of times. We were actually on a staff meeting uh, for uh, the Draft Network with my other gig, and I made a fool of myself in front of all <laughs> of my coworkers celebrating because Miami doesn't have star players like this. So for them to make this kind of move, it's like this is the biggest established pro player that they brought in since probably Ricky Williams in the early 2000s. And in his heyday as well, to like bring someone right. in that's at the peak of their game is tremendous. Obviously, that didn't come cheap. So they gave up a lot of picks. I'll have you go over that for me real quick. And then kind of the numbers as well. Yeah, so they gave up 29, 50, either 121 or 125 in this year's draft. So a one, a two, and a four. And then a four and a six in 2023. Okay. Uh, so as you mentioned, that that is quite a bit. Uh, yeah. I guess one of the nice things is, as I've been doing mock drafts and trying to get my head around who Miami could take at 29, I, I've kind of struggled on who might or might not be there. And, and you obviously now know what you're getting with those picks and in, in one of the best wide receivers in football and uh, for trying to build around a young quarterback and, and invest in him to get the clarity that you need on who he is and who he's not. An established NFL player is, is going to go quite a ways in determining that. And then Gave him the uh, the $120 million contract extension as well. But the good news is the salary cap hit for this year is less than $6.5 million. So a lot of the guaranteed money, he got $50 million plus at time of signing of the contract extension. That's prorated out over the life of the contract. So he's a very small base salary this year to make this much more digestible in year one. And then in year two, that cap hit jumps to over $30 million. So... Uh, for the here and now, less than a day after signing Teron Armstead to a five-year, $75 million contract, you're now adding Tyreek Hill into the mix. And with the extension, you can prorate out and, and give yourself some wiggle room for 2022. So as you mentioned, the first year, this is not going to be a huge money issue, which is great news because, you know, they're going to have to add some more pieces as well. What's maybe the next piece to kind of, you know, you can't only throw it to one player. So how are they going to kind of build around this? Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they ultimately end up deciding to do contractually with Mike Isecki, who's currently on the franchise tag, and he he signed his tender, so at the, at the very least, he is under contract for the year for nearly $11 million guaranteed as a tight end, uh, but I, I think the wide receiver room looks pretty good. They signed Cedric Wilson from the Dallas Cowboys to a free agent deal as well. Uh, 
Offensive line, probably still where we're looking for more additions. I know J.C. Treader from the Cleveland Browns uh, was cut earlier this offseason. That might be a really appealing ad for them if they want to continue to add high-level established players and continue making a splash. And that's been one of the things that we've we've kind of heard. I know Adam uh, Schefter alluded to earlier or, or, or yesterday they might not be done. Like there might be another splash coming and, and the offensive line feels like the right spot for that, whether it's Treader or somebody else at the center position. For more, check out the full insider interview on the Locked On NFL YouTube page. Coming up, what's the thing that could trip up Gonzaga? That's next. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. It was a family affair for Locked On at the Celtics game against the Jazz, but on the court, the Celtics did not hold back. Hey there, John Corrales here from the TD Garden after the Boston Celtics 125-97 win over the Utah Jazz. And I've got David Locke over my shoulder, voice of the Utah Jazz, founder of the Locked On Podcast Network just bemoaning a 30-point decimation at the hands of Boston. This was never, never in doubt for Boston. They didn't miss a shot until the four-minute mark of the first quarter. They came out, hit everything like they were getting revenge for that big hot game that Utah had in Utah. The Celtics went up by 20 again. They've won their fifth game in a row. They're 10-1 in March. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown each had 26. They each do it on less than 17 shots, or 17 shots or less. The Celtics had 37 assists to 13 Utah assists. This was just a beatdown from the start. The Celtics are rolling. What they're doing right now is special. Their defense has been dominant. They blocked 10 shots in a game against Rudy Gobert. They blocked 10 shots to Utah's one, and that one came in garbage time. So the Celtics are rolling. It's just kind of fun to watch right now. The Celtics are doing anything they want and going up by 20 in every game. And I'm gonna talk about this. It's a lot of fun on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcasts and you can watch the show on YouTube. The Lakers were without LeBron on the road against Philly. That's not ideal for a Lakers team barely hanging on to a playoff spot. This is Andy Kamenetsky, co-host of the Locked On Lakers podcast, and the Lakers lose 126-121 to the Sixers in L.A. No LeBron James dealing with lingering knee soreness after playing three games in four days. No Taylor Horton Tucker still dealing with that ankle, and Anthony Davis obviously still unavailable. But the Lakers made a really good game of this despite being so shorthanded. Russell Westbrook, after a brutal first half, rebounded nicely, 24 points, nine rebounds, eight assists, seven turnovers, but only two of them were in the second half. Carmelo Anthony, Malik Monk, and Dwight Howard, all 20-plus points. Stanley Johnson, 13 points, eight assists, some really nice playmaking from Stanley Johnson. And this is a continuation of a recent trend where the Lakers, dare I say, have actually played really well and are starting to look like a team that, if they can get everybody on the court reasonably healthy for a reasonable amount of time, they're providing a little bit of optimism. <laughs> Crazier things have happened, although I don't know how much crazier than that. A lot more to get into, so make sure that you are subscribing to the Locked on Lakers YouTube channel and that you're making Locked on Lakers your first listen wherever you get your podcasts. 
cornerback Malcolm Butler returning home, agreeing to a two-year deal worth up to $9 million with the New England Patriots. Butler spent the 2021 season on the reserved retired list after signing with the Arizona Cardinals. The 32-year-old Butler was the hero of the team's 28-24 win over the Seattle Seahawks in the Super Bowl back in 2015. His interception at the goal line in the final minutes is one of the iconic plays in franchise and NFL history. If you want to make a case against Tom Brady for QB wins, the Malcolm Butler play is all the evidence you need. Colin Kaepernick is publicly calling on NFL teams to give him a workout. The 34-year-old QB spoke to the media after his public workout on Wednesday and said, I think more than anything, again, is where my skills are. The best way to tell is to bring me in for a workout. We have no expectations on what teams will do. We just want the opportunity to walk in the door and show them what I can do. And I think my talent, my skill set will speak for itself. Here's what to look for on Bet Online, your number one spot for all your daily gambling needs. Sweet 16 action on the line the next two days. One seed Gonzaga will face the four seeded Arkansas Razorbacks on Thursday in the betonline.net line for this game. Has Gonzaga favored by nine and a half? 11 seed Michigan looks to continue their run against two seed Villanova. The betonline.net line for this game has Villanova favored by five. And on Friday, Two storied programs meet in an unlikely Sweet 16 matchup as the 11 seed UNC Tar Heels face number four seed UCLA. The betonline.net line for this is UCLA giving two and a half bet online where the game starts. Here is another story you need to know. Gonzaga heads into their Sweet 16 matchup against Arkansas nine and a half point favorites according to to our friends at Bet Online, and they might right now be the best team in basketball, the favorite to win the title. Joining me now from Locked On Zags, Andy Patton. And Andy, if there's going to be something that's going to trip up this team, what is it going to be? I think the biggest thing is if the bigs get in foul trouble. And this is something that Arkansas in particular has a very good chance to do because of the way that their guards attack the rim. But Chet Holmgren and Drew Timmy have both been very good at avoiding foul trouble for the most part this season. But if it becomes a problem against Arkansas or any other team in the rest of the tournament, uh, you could see that become a big issue for them. You mentioned uh, Drew Timmy and Chet Holmgren. They they seem like um, X factors in this tournament, not just because they're both great players and they are, Excellent, excellent front court players can score. Um, Homer can defend the rim. They play in a unique kind of way. Timmy, especially with that old school post up game. But a team like Arkansas, they're full of athletic wing guys who can spread you out. So, from a just a pure matchup standpoint, how do you think Gonzaga matches up with the athletes at Arkansas? See, it, it'll be interesting because Arkansas does have the ability to spread the floor, but they're not a particularly great outside shooting team. In fact, right. they were one of the worst uh, power five outside shooting teams. They have a couple guys who can really light it up. And if those guys are shooting well and it forces Drew Timmy to play away from the rim where he is not a strong defensive player, if it pulls Chet Holmgren away from the rim, he's a good defensive player away from the rim, but it obviously is a big disadvantage for Gonzaga if he is not standing underneath the basket. So it'll be... 
I think from an athletic standpoint, I think Gonzaga can hang around. Memphis obviously had a tremendous amount of athletes and Gonzaga managed to really blow them out in the second half because they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing the pace and eventually Memphis kind of relented. So I think that the athletes isn't as much the issue, but if they can get some of Gonzaga's players outside of their comfort zone uh, defensively and offensively, it could create some, some issues. I know that there are, are plenty of differences this team to, this this team versus last year's team and the way that that season ended. Jalen Suggs, of course, now in the NBA. But how much do you think that not just the drive to get back, but the pressure in a lot of ways mm-hmm. to get back, not to the Elite Eight, not to the Final Four, to the national title game and win it? How much does that weigh? Do you think on this team right now? Yeah, it's championship or bust for the Zags. And it's it's something that I don't know that a lot of fans really ever thought would be the mentality of the fan base. Yeah. Because it's, you know, a small Jesuit school in, in Spokane, two championship appearances in the last four years. You'd think that that would be kind of where you'd feel pretty good about that. And I think you, you do. You certainly should. But this team was number one for the majority of the year. They have the number one overall recruit in the country. They have multiple other high level NBA players or very high level college players. Anything less than winning the championship this year will be viewed as a down season. And I, I think that there's you could make an argument that that's not necessarily a, a good way to look about it. But I know that that's how the fan base feels. And for Mark Few, who's been doing this for you know nearly a quarter of a, de- a century at this point, you got to start feeling like this is this is all that's left. So you got to get there. Coming up, what does Kyrie's return to the home court mean for the Nets? Today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You've heard me say it over and over. And it's not just the classic, although the classic, everyone loves a classic. The classics are terrific. Now they have the puffs with protein-infused marshmallows. Just think about that for a second. Protein-infused marshmallow. They're low in calorie, high in protein, high in fiber, low in net carbs. These things are magic. They're magic. They shouldn't exist, and yet they do. And not only do they, they taste delicious. And if you don't believe me, go to BuiltBar.com and see for yourself. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the Day. Kyrie Irving back. Well, Kyrie Irving back full-time we could be seeing it sooner rather than later new york city mayor eric adams set to make an announcement according to reports that would ease the burden of athletes and vaccination requirements that could open the door for kyrie irving along with new york mets and new york yankees who are unvaccinated to be on the court on a more full-time basis joining me now speaking of full-time basis adam armbrecht from locked on nets you have been our COVID Kyrie corresponded on a full-time basis on this. So what does this do for a Nets team that just lost to the Grizzlies 132-120 despite 43 from Kyrie Irving? That's right, Peter. I'm coming to you live from the hearts and minds of Brooklyn Nets fans. Uh, (laughs) Listen, it, it is only in the vein of a Brooklyn Nets season that you would get this type of exciting, potentially season-altering, playoff-altering news, and also lose a game that you absolutely had to win, right? No John Morant for Memphis. You got to combine 78 from Kyrie and Kevin Durant, and you'll lose the game. So uh, while in the moment it stings uh, tonight, 
that this news changes everything because you only had two more games on the schedule that Kyrie Irving was going to be able to play for the Brooklyn Nets. Now he'll potentially, we assume, when this becomes official, be able to play the rest of the games over the remainder of the season, every one of which is critical for the Nets. They're still, in all likelihood, not going to climb out of the play-in tournament here. So are you looking at matchups? Like, what? what is then the, the look ahead now to say, okay, Kyrie Irving gonna gonna have the chance to be a full time player. Now we're just trying to get in, or or what is the mindset? Yeah, I think it changes a little bit now, knowing that if he's full time, you feel a lot more confident going on any seven game series and not worrying about how many home or how many away. Um, in the short term, though, you still look at Toronto, where he would not be able to play as things right. currently stand, and say the biggest thing that you want to accomplish is getting up over Toronto, getting in, into the seventh seed, and being a home team regardless of whether or not the Cleveland Cavaliers fall or Toronto loses and tumbles, that doesn't matter anymore. Full-time Kyrie, just have that home game on the table so you avoid that one very specific issue. And then after that, it's a full go, and and you'll live with whatever matchup you draw come playoffs, ideally the 76ers. (laughs) I like it, and I think everyone wants that matchup as well. We'll see on the situation with Ben Simmons and his back. Is there How much of this is... uh, uh, a mental lift for a team that now at least you know, or we're pretty sure that they know that they're going to get Kyrie, but then there was going to be in a seven game series, let's say they get in and they have to play the heat or the bucks or the Celtics or whomever. And you know, okay, when we go back to Brooklyn, Kyrie's not going to be here. We have to win these games in Boston, Miami, Philadelphia, my Milwaukee. How does that change then the, just the mindset of a series? Yeah, and I think you even saw in this game tonight, you know, no Seth Curry, no Dragic, haven't had LMA for a little while here. The offensive lift and strain, even on these two superstars, is obviously heavy. But without Kyrie Irving, you can think right back to last year and what it looked like with James Harden being injured, Kyrie not being available, and Kevin Durant trying to do a Herculean effort to lift the Nets over the Milwaukee Bucks. Now you get to look at that and say, we always have this balance of two superstar talents that can take over a game at any point and can do it in game one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven, and if necessary, because I think the diminishing effect potentially in a playoff series is if Kevin Durant goes full bore in a game you don't have Kyrie and you lose, well, he could be diminished in the game at home when now Kyrie has to do the extra lift. So the balance here is obviously critical. And then restoring the balance to the roster, to the rotation, to the depth of this team is also what you get by having Kyrie with consistency. No question marks, no curiosities around how they're going to find scoring on a game-to-game basis. You just go for it with these big players, obviously still the wait and see on Ben. And finally, three-point conversions. An alternative option for the onside kick and a best of three play shootout in overtime are among the different rules for the revitalized USFL. Scoring teams have a third option to attempt an extra point. A successful scrimmage play from the 10-yard line equals three points. In overtime, each team's offense will alternate plays against the opposing defense from the two, and each successful scoring attempt will receive two points. The team with the most points after three plays wins. I don't know if I like all of that in the NFL, but I do like leagues willing to try because maybe that will get the NFL to take action on a better overtime system. They need one. Thanks for making Locked On today your first listen. For your second listen, download Locked On Bets. All the gambling advice you need in about 20 minutes. 
Coming up Friday, will the upsets continue into the Sweet 16 or will the top seeds hang on? So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today.